Hello and welcome back to Empowering, a podcast designed to help you navigate your eating disorder recovery as well as your general mental health. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you so much if you listen to this podcast, right? Because we've reached over 1,000 plays within like two weeks and that's just insane I just don't understand why but I'm so grateful because when I started this podcast it was really because I wanted to help people in a way that wasn't just posting um, like infographics or making TikToks I wanted to talk about these things and things that generally are not really addressed because you see so many TikToks of people lightheartedly joking about things or sharing their experience or sharing their wins or their challenges and that's great but I also think there needs to be a conversation about these things because realistically therapy is not available to everyone. I know plenty of people who are still on waiting lists for therapy. I know that it is so rare in a way to receive therapy straight away especially in the UK um, the NHS services you can be on waiting lists for up to two years it's crazy but um, also a lot of people do not have the money right to to pay for therapy and so I wanted to create a podcast that was obviously free that I could just kind of share what I've learned during therapy but also just what I've learned from my general experience and make this a safe space for people to come to when they need a boost or they need to feel like they are understood because eating disorders can make you feel so lonely, they can isolate you, they can make it so hard for you to open up to other people around you maybe not many people or maybe nobody knows you have an eating disorder but you're still trying to navigate your life and navigate recovery and if you're doing that on your own it can be such a difficult thing and so I wanted to make you feel less alone so I thought I would create this podcast and it has overwhelmed me how many people have messaged me saying it's helpful because that's the purpose of this podcast it's to give you some help in a way Anyway, before I get into today's episode, again, quick disclaimer, I'm not professionally trained, I'm not a medical professional. I cannot diagnose nor give you any medical advice, I can simply just give you general advice based on my own experiences and also some scientific research which I have been looking into. Quickly as well, I just want to say a trigger warning, I will be talking in depth about eating disorders so if you do not feel like you're in a good position to listen to this podcast, do not listen because it's not worth sacrificing your mental health for. But I do want to say that there will be no mention of numbers or any other triggering details. I want to make this such a safe space for people to come to so you are in good hands I suppose. So before we actually start today's episode, I just want to share my current mood, my current win, I suppose. But it's currently 6pm on a Thursday and yesterday after work I went to the supermarket to buy cereal and some other bips, bibs, some other bits and bobs and I bought my favourite cereal because it was on offer, it's called Misa Sunrise. Um, there are very few gluten-free cereals that taste good 
let me tell you that gluten-free people are the most deprived in terms of food because there is no choice okay you want say chocolate cereal you have about two options you want like i don't know you want bread there are like two options and they are both disgusting it is so hard to find nice gluten-free food or gluten-free alternatives right it's so difficult you literally just have to lower your standards of food altogether which sucks so much and it's so expensive right let me talk to you about this you can buy a box of Weetabix for less than a pound if you want a gluten-free alternative if you want gluten-free Weetabix it's about four pounds same with bread you can get bread for like 70p these days or a pound whatever gluten-free bread is about three pounds gluten-free food is so expensive and it really really annoys me because people who are celiac do not have a choice whether they want to eat gluten-free or not it's not like veganism or vegetarianism right i completely support veganism's vegetarianism but at the same time, I think it's so unfair how being vegan and being vegetarian is a choice, but being gluten-free is not a choice to so many people. And yet there are way more, there are far more vegan restaurants, vegetarian restaurants, vegan choices, vegetarian choices, than there are gluten-free choices. But also, why is gluten-free food, which people have to eat because they don't have a choice, why is that about five times more expensive than any other food whether whether it be vegan or meat or vegetarian or whatever it really really annoys me because i'm going to university in september and i am worried right because everyone else is going to be living off pot noodles which you can get for like 30 40p what am i going to be living off right if i want a slice of bread i have to buy like a three pound loaf of bread if i want cereal i'm gonna have to spend like three pounds in a box of cereal there are no gluten-free alternatives to like pot noodles except like two pound versions you really the cheapest way to eat gluten-free is to eat whole foods right so to eat plants um like plant-based because it's cheaper to buy like a pepper than it is to buy like a gluten-free chocolate bar like generally it's so much cheaper to just eat whole foods or like um organic than it is to buy gluten-free alternatives and that really annoys me but also is confusing because in recovery I want to be challenging myself I want to be having foods which are um, scary to me or I just want to make sure I'm allowed all foods right but then why is it so expensive like it really bothers me it really bothers me and like as well in takeaways McDonald's do not have a gluten-free even one gluten-free product that is completely gluten-free Whereas they have a whole vegan and vegetarian like burger and sides and it's so annoying because we do not choose to be gluten-free we do not choose to be gluten-free and yet in recovery i should be able to challenge takeaways and challenge fast food but i physically cannot because there is no gluten-free option and it's so annoying and it can really make me feel like stuck in my eating disorder because i constantly have to be choosing the healthier well you know what I mean, quotation marks, healthier options, simply because they do not have a gluten-free alternative to fast food, and as well, it's so expensive to buy the gluten-free alternative to normal food. So basically, going to university, I am going to have no money. Anyway, I'm sorry about that rant, 
back to the topic. So yesterday after work I went to Morrison's, which is like this UK supermarket, and I bought my favourite cereal. I kid you not when I say I have eaten this entire box of cereal in less than 24 hours. I had like three bowls yesterday, three or four bowls today. I have just been like inhaling the cereal and I'm not mad about it. I will never be able to relate to people who can just have one bowl of cereal and not have another. How do people eat one bowl of cereal and then just stop, right? Because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, one bowl does not fill me up. But also one bowl just is not satisfying because it's so good. I just want to eat so much. Whereas even though I love porridge, I feel full after I've had some and I feel satisfied. Cereal makes me feel like a bottomless pit and that's absolutely fine. So I will have to eat bowls after bowl. You know, like I would, cereal is just like, it's just so addictive. Anyway, today's episode is all about how you see yourself. A lot of people with restrictive eating disorders, such as anorexia, orthorexia, bulimia, a lot of people with restrictive eating disorders think they are fat, right? And a lot of people will think that they are fat or they look fat and their eating disorder may use that as an insult, which it isn't and yet it feels like it is. But also, 99.9% of the time, it's not actually based on truth. It has no truth to it. And this is because a lot of people with eating disorders also experience body dysmorphic disorder. So maybe you've heard of body dysmorphia, maybe you haven't heard of body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia is, it's a serious mental illness that causes a lot of distress. A person with BDD has a very intense preoccupation with their perceived flaws in terms of physical appearance. So this might not even be about their body, this could be about their face, this could be about any physical aspect of themselves. People with BDD tend to obsess over their physical appearance They have this huge preoccupation with it, right? They will see themselves completely different to how other people see themselves. They have a very distorted view of themselves. So if you don't know if you have body dysmorphic disorder, then um, the DSM-5 have a like criteria list, okay? So to be diagnosed with BDD, you have to meet at least one of the three following criteria. So One is time spent each day thinking about the perceived defects or flaws in appearance. Two, repetitive behaviours such as mirror checking, excessive grooming, skin picking, reassurance seeking, or mental acts such as comparing appearances with others, perform in response to appearance concerns. So I just want to add to this, another one would definitely be body checking. And then thirdly, significant distress or impairment in social work, school or other important areas of functional caused by appearance concerns. So maybe you are so dissatisfied with how you look that you do not want to be perceived and so you do not leave the house or maybe you leave the house but you're only wearing oversized clothes or any sort of way to hide your perceived flaws. It's not the same as an eating disorder 
because you can have body dysmorphic disorder without having an eating disorder just like you can have an eating disorder without having body dysmorphic disorder however it is very common if you have an eating disorder to also experience body dysmorphia so why do people with eating disorders think they're fat so why do so many people with eating disorders think they're fat it's caused by so many things one i've just talked about it's body dysmorphia and so a person with an eating disorder will have a very distorted perception of themselves and they will not really actually know what they truly look like because they do not see themselves the way that other people see them i have experienced this just like i know a lot of other people have um particularly with anorexia i no matter how much weight I lost, I still felt too big. I still felt huge. And so it didn't matter that I was very unwell because I didn't think I was very unwell. I didn't feel like I looked very unwell. In fact, I thought I looked absolutely fine. I thought I was the picture of health. I thought even I was overweight and... um. I felt that I needed to lose weight and it didn't matter to me what my BMI was. It didn't matter to me what the doctors were telling me because I had such a, I had so much um, confidence that what I was perceiving myself to look like was actually what I look like. I was absolutely obsessed with my weight, obsessed with the way I looked. I would take any opportunity to to fixate on it almost. I would take body checks, I would take photos of myself from the most crazy angles in every single different lighting. I would leave people's houses, I would go in their bathrooms and take photos of my body because I didn't know what it looked like and I almost needed that reassurance that I haven't changed in the space of a day. And it's crazy because in these photos, if I look back on them, I can see that I looked very unwell, I looked very sick, and yet I remember during the time I took the photos, I felt so big, so self-conscious, I just thought I needed to lose so much more weight. And now I look back, I'm like, I'm I'm almost like shocked in a way. And so this goes to show for me personally that I was experiencing severe body dysmorphia, being at a very low weight and yet I felt huge I felt like I still needed to lose weight and it's crazy because I thought that every single person who commented on my weight and said I needed to gain weight whether it be medical professionals my family my friends I thought everyone was lying to me because I was so convinced and confident that I was big when I wasn't I was objectively not I was subjectively not however to me that was a complete different story I thought everyone was lying to me right it was so crazy I had medical professionals tell me certain things tell me um how bad things were and yet I just kind of thought they were lying to me I was so sure that they were lying to me I thought they were just saying things to scare me I thought that every time they were threatening me with a hospital admission or um, anything like that I thought they were lying to me and I was so self-conscious I just drowned my body in oversized clothes because I didn't want everyone else to see what I saw I didn't want everyone else to see the flaws I thought I had when now looking back, I can say I didn't look big in the slightest, if anything, I looked too small. 
But only once I started to gain weight and only once I started to heal and enter recovery did I actually realise how distorted my perception of myself was. And so if you're listening to this and you are maybe at the beginning of your recovery, maybe you are still obsessively body checking and still telling yourself you're big, I want you to know that I you will enter recovery right or maybe you will get further along in recovery you will gain weight you will look back and you will realize how wrong your perception of yourself was it doesn't matter whether you're underweight and normal weight or overweight or obese it does not matter right if you have body dysmorphia you will not be able to see yourself clearly and i like to think of it like this we have two bodies we have the body we can see and the body others can see And so the one we can see, we might perceive that body to be too big or we might perceive that body to be too muscular, too broad, too tall, too wide, any of these things. But that might not be the same as the body that other people see. Other people might be telling you, you look a certain way. Maybe you look, I don't know but people might be telling you you look a certain way and it might not align with the way you think you look and so that can be very confusing and it can cause you to have a lot of trust issues you can't trust yourself but you also can't trust other people because you don't know which you actually look like you don't know what you actually look like and that's so sad to have such a a distorted view of yourself And it's so difficult to talk about, I think, these days because you almost have to walk in eggshells because you don't want to say that you feel fat because that in itself is problematic for so many reasons. First of all, it's rooted in fat phobia. Secondly, you saying you feel fat as a negative observation is in a way basically saying that being fat is negative it's a bad thing if you look bigger and it's not it's not a bad thing in the slightest and a lot of your disordered thoughts will be rooted in fat phobia whether that be because of how you have been treated maybe at a bigger size maybe because of how you see bigger people be treated in society whatever the reason is you kind of need to acknowledge that you have fat phobia whether you project that inwards or outwards because you could be fat phobic but only ever project it inwards right never tell anyone never say anything to anyone never openly admit that you think being bigger is a bad thing however if you're continuously telling yourself that that's just as bad that's just as harmful and you're not getting rid of the fat phobia just because you're keeping it inside we're all human we are all conditioned by society so it's not uncommon for us to have these fat phobic opinions of you know just in general however it's very important you acknowledge them so you can work on them because being bigger being big is not a flaw in the slightest not being skinny is not a weakness it is not a symbolism of laziness or a lack of self-control in the slightest you are not meant to be a size zero if your natural body is not a size zero and what i mean by that is there are so many things that 
play into your body shape and size genetics medication hormones there are so many things and so you could know a person who eats whatever they want but is naturally very skinny you could also know a person who doesn't eat very much at all and exercises a lot but is naturally bigger and that's because everyone has a different body type everyone has different genetics everyone has different circumstances and people are not all meant to be the same shape and size or weight okay that that's just not humanly possible it is it's just absurd and yet if you have a let's say anorexia if you have anorexia and you're trying to lose weight and be a smaller size and say you lose that weight well that's not the size you're meant to be you will not look your best when you're at a lower weight because that's not your natural body weight that's a forced body that's a unnatural body because it's not your natural body it's not how you are meant to be it's not how you are meant to look and so one of the most important parts of recovery is trying to let go of what you think you should look like and work towards body neutrality so if you don't know what body neutrality is it's a bit different to body positivity in the sense that instead of focusing on trying to love the way your body looks it's the focus is more about trying to love the way your body works and what it does for you and just being neutral with it okay so not obsessing over the way it looks but almost being grateful for what it does now i have some tips for you if you're having a bad body image day which is very common in recovery because your body's changing it's very hard to accept change can be very scary for people especially those with anorexia if your biggest fear is to gain weight because of the illness then your body changing and you gaining weight is going to be quite uncomfortable so here are my best tips for how to deal with bad body image days which i have more than i don't have them i have them more than i don't have them right so i um very critical of my body which is something I need to work on but at the moment I'm experiencing that I'm actually struggling to to look at my body to be in my body it's uncomfortable for me it it is uncomfortable and it's very difficult to keep going when you feel so uncomfortable and your eating disorder is just trying to tell you to lose weight because you're not meant to lose weight i'm not meant to go back i'm not meant to relapse i'm meant to recover right and so are you so how do you deal with bad body image days when you're having one so you've probably heard it you've probably done it already but oversized clothes are a godsend when i'm struggling which is um quite often in recovery with how my body looks i will tend to throw on some oversized clothes now this is great at almost numbing the short-term discomfort however it's not gonna help you in the long term necessarily because you are just avoiding something that you need to eventually face you cannot hide your body for the rest of your life that is not a that's not gonna be possible and it shouldn't be your goal because you should be able to get to a place where you are just simply neutral or even positive about your body you know you should be able to get to a place where the way you look is not more important than what you're doing or the way your body is working 
so yes i recommend oversized clothes for the days that are really hard for you they just mean that you don't feel uncomfortable necessarily because especially if you're outgrowing clothes or clothes are getting tighter on you that physical sensation of tightness can be so hard mentally you can wear a tight pair of jeans that you might be outgrowing and if you feel that physical sensation of tightness all day it's going to be on your mind all day it's going to be impacting your decisions about what to eat or what to do or maybe you don't even want to be seen at all so you decide to not go out or you decide to avoid things or not eat certain foods and so it's crazy how that one physical sensation could be so uncomfortable it has almost like a domino effect on the rest of your day and the rest of your decisions for the day and so that's why oversized clothing is so helpful because you avoid that feeling of fullness and you can almost forget about your body right and that is very important when you're making decisions regarding what you're eating and what you're doing because you have spent long enough missing out on things and not choosing the foods you like simply because of the way your body looks or the way you want to be able to manipulate your body or the way you want to be able to control your body or your eating disorder wants to control your body why would you want to spend another day doing that it's miserable your life is so small when you do that and so that's when oversized clothes can be very helpful because you almost take the focus off your body and you can just focus on the present moment what you're doing what you're eating, the memories you're making. Another tip is covering all your mirrors. You can't body check if you can't see yourself. You can in some ways, but generally you cannot really obsess over every part of your body if you cannot see every part of your body. It just helps take that pressure off yourself to hyperfixate on your body. Also, another tip is unfollow accounts of people whose bodies might trigger you. People are not always responsible for your triggers in terms of say they are existing in a skinny body or saying they are existing in a thin body or even an emaciated body. Say you're following a recovery account and they are very very slim. They necessarily are not responsible for you feeling uncomfortable by simply looking at them. However, if you find yourself feeling uncomfortable looking at their body, then do unfollow. What I mean when I say they are not necessarily responsible for that trigger is that them simply existing in a smaller body is not something you can necessarily blame them for triggering you with. However, if they are posting content which is triggering in the sense that maybe they are doing body checks or maybe they are flexing their body showing ribs or say they are just doing something very triggering then that is absolutely their responsibility however if they are simply just existing in their body just living their life and maybe their content has nothing to do with their body then it's not their responsibility you cannot recover from anorexia by avoiding every single skinny person that's just not natural it's not going to help because you're not facing your fear you're not facing your um your problem head-on you're kind of just avoiding it there will always be people smaller than you there will always be someone skinnier than you 
that is okay that does not mean they are better that does not mean they're more beautiful that does not mean you should try and be as skinny as them or smaller than them some people are just naturally meant to be skinny however if you are following recovery accounts where a person has lost a lot of weight and their body is triggering to you unfollow because I can guarantee you their recovery content is not going to be helpful to you if you are focusing too much on the way their body looks like or obsessing over what they're doing in recovery what they're eating in recovery it's not going to help you again I just want to specify if a person is just existing in a smaller body they are not responsible for triggering you if a person is purposefully putting out content which is triggering you have every right to be annoyed and to blame them but at the same time it's not necessarily going to help you I myself have been in quite a few TikTok comment arguments where I have called someone out for something which is triggering very triggering and yeah I'm human you're allowed to be mad at people for doing that you're allowed to call people out if that's what you want to do but really is it going to help you I think the best thing I ever did was stop trying to argue with every single person that I didn't feel comfortable with and just just unfollow them. Simply just not even acknowledge their page. Press not interested, unfollow, block them. That's okay, you're allowed to do that because you have to take responsibility over your own recovery and if someone else is getting in the way, if someone else is triggering you, if someone else is upsetting you, you have every you have every right to unfollow because you have to do what's best for you at the end of the day and if a person in your life is not helping you if a person is making you worse you are allowed to take a break you are allowed to get distance you are allowed to not be their friend anymore because you have to put yourself first as selfish as it is being selfish is not a bad thing when you're trying to recover from a from a fatal mental illness and someone else is upsetting you or triggering you or causing you to have very negative thoughts you are more than allowed to take space to block them to unfollow them never feel bad for putting yourself first okay because you have been self-sabotaging for as long as however long right you've been self-sabotaging you've been self-destructing you deserve to finally put yourself first and to say look I need to put myself first in the situation because this person is not benefiting me and that's okay. You have to put yourself first, okay? And it's not selfish. There was this girl on my few page who I followed solely because I liked the way her body looked. I followed her when I was in the depth of my eating disorder because I wanted to look like her. She also has an eating disorder. And so now I'm in recovery, now I've gained weight, now my body does not resemble her body. She comes up on my few page and I just feel upset. I feel, I don't even know how to explain it. I feel weak in the sense that all of a sudden these eating disorder thoughts are rushing back in. And almost everything I've worked for in recovery it's almost like how it's crazy how quick these thoughts can just flood back in and encourage you to relapse my eating disorder was bitter that i had gained weight and this girl had not my eating disorder felt bitter that i was gaining weight and this girl was experiencing hypermetabolism 
or maybe her meal plan was lower than mine or maybe whatever the reason it doesn't matter however my eating disorder was furious with me that I had let myself gain weight I had let myself get to a point where I was at higher weight while this girl had not I felt angry I felt competitive I felt encouraged to relapse and then I realized why am I letting this other person's recovery impact my own i'm not recovering for anyone else i'm recovering for myself i'm recovering because i want a life for myself i'm recovering so i can go to university so i can make memories so i can have a fucking good life right and that has nothing to do with anyone else and so why am i letting that go because another person hasn't gained weight that person might go on to spend their rest the rest of their lives in a very ill body with no quality of life no memories having lost all their friends and so which life do i want to live do i want to become that 40 year old who is still stuck in their eating disorder has no friends no relationship has pushed away everyone they care about has no quality of life because of their illness or do I want to become a happy healthy successful person and the thing is you cannot control what everyone else around you does everyone else around you who you are friends with or have made friends with in the recovery community maybe they're not recovering maybe they're not gaining weight but at the end of the day that's their choice you simply cannot control what other people do and you should not let their actions affect your own fuck everyone else you are recovering so you get a good quality of life it does not matter if other people around you are not recovering or not gaining weight it does not matter you are doing this for you okay and i know how hard it is sometimes when you're comparing yourself but remember stay on your own track i always think of it as a tightrope okay so you're on a tightrope and if you were looking around you at what everyone else is doing or how far behind everyone else is you're gonna lose your balance and fall off the tightrope and have to start from the very beginning however if you focus on your own tightrope if you focus on getting to the other side of your tightrope you are going to get there you cannot afford to lose your balance because you're too busy looking around at everyone else and what everyone else is doing it doesn't matter if someone is just starting if someone has just started going on that tightrope has taken the first step if you look behind you you will lose your balance you could be so close to the end but if you were getting so caught up in what everyone else is doing you might have to go back to the very beginning and you cannot afford to lose all of your hard work because of what everyone else is doing around you you have to focus on you you have to stay in your lane you have to make sure that you are not getting distracted by what everyone else is doing because you have a goal you want to get to the end of that tightrope you can get to the end of that tightrope you just have to keep focusing on your own path not letting what everyone else around you is doing affect you you are doing this for you and no matter what anyone else around you is doing it does not matter because this is your recovery this is your life you're fighting for you're fighting for your life okay and so i simply just unfollowed this girl long story short not because i 
didn't like her because she was a lovely person probably right but she just wasn't serving me in the sense that I just felt more negative having seen her content than I felt positive and so I took the responsibility upon myself to unfollow that person simply because I just want to be able to consume content that is not going to trigger me or risk losing everything I've worked hard for. Anyway that's today's episode I just want to say thank you so much again for over a thousand plays it's crazy to me and I'll be back for another episode in a couple days I just have some exams to do one exam left actually and I will see you all in the next episode thank you so much for listening I really hope today's episode has helped <laughs>